Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, CRC, this is the beginning of the year. This is not the end of the year, so we praise Him like we're never gonna stop. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, hallelujah. Praise Him because He's worthy. Praise Him because the grave is empty. Praise Him because He's alive. Come on, they're on Faith TV, on Praise TV. Facebook Live tonight. Oh, come on, you've got to go into 2022 praising Him. You've got to go into 2022 with a song in your heart. You've got to go into 2022 with a hunger in your heart for God to move. I'm desperate for you. Come on, is there somebody desperate, somebody hungry, somebody desperate for the move of God, for the power of God? Somebody desperate to see your graves open. Somebody desperate to see Lazarus come forth. You know, you can tell by the tone of somebody's voice how desperate they are. I'm going to give you one more chance. Hallelujah. Very well, confidant, welcome tonight. I have to do this and then we'll get right where we have to go. This is going to be an amazing week of fasting and prayer. And uh, starting tonight, this morning was incredible. Johannesburg, that place was full. And um, so many people got saved. Almost 200 people got saved there this morning in Johannesburg. God's going to do something extraordinary in Johannesburg. It's very excited. You know, you step into the pool, but you feel the presence of God like here this morning in Pretoria. To see all the people in Bloomington. Don't forget Bloomington. I'll be there on Thursday night. Um, so I see there are thousands of people there tonight. Um, you know, I haven't been there for two years. So please, let me see you face to face Thursday. You come, then we're going to have a great evening of revival. Not only pray, we're going to lay hands on people this week, deal with bondages, burdens, addictions. See the power of God this week in operation. So we welcome Faith TV, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, CRC Online, radio stations below, all over the nations of the earth, Russia, Israel, America, India, Pakistan, China, and all our brothers and sisters in Africa. Come on, CRC and Pretoria, let's welcome them. Then all the churches, Bloemfontein, the thousands gathered, Johannesburg, Lady Brand, Belito, Bethlehem, Cape Town, Cape Town North, Germany, London, George, Jeffreys Bay, Katu, Kimberley, Klerksdorp, Barking, Malmesbury. Come on, you can keep clapping your heads. It's not a bad thing. We welcome people. Tens of thousands together in this service. Nelspray, Barrel, Peter Maritzburg, Polokwane, Port Elizabeth, Potschestrom, Kwakwa, Abington, Velkom, Wuster, Gaberone, Tsumet, Ongediwas, Wakopman, Wintuk, Shout. Wherever you are, for this is going to be a great year of God's deliverance and a great year of the demonstration of God's power. In Jesus' name, it's payback time. What Satan has stolen in the last two years, it is going to be double for your trouble. It is payback time. There's gonna be a move of God. The power of God is gonna move in the church of Jesus Christ. So you better get yourself into a local church. Get yourself into the presence of God. 
I understand this online thing, but you have to get back to the church, back to God, back in the presence of God so that we can get our hands on you and, and, and God can touch you. One of the things this lockdown has stolen was people being touched by the anointing. Now I know God works through the camera, but I know God works much better through these hands. So them hands are gonna find me some heads this week and I'm gonna resurrect some of you in the things that God has for you. Say Amen, you better get ready. These hands are ready, Amen. These hands are ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I feel the presence of God in this place already. Come on. Oh, come on in Him. We love and move and have our being. Satan is a defeated foe. The devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. We are on the winning side. The battle has been won. The foe is overcome. And I'm gonna tell you every hex, every spell, every curse, every incantation of the devil is gonna be broken by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. If you will get yourself into the presence of God, this is gonna be an awesome week, a powerful year in the Name of Jesus Christ. So take your seats in heavenly places tonight. And I wanna talk to you for a few moments as we are limited on television, but then I'll continue walking in the resurrection power of Jesus. <laughs> well, that was a great uh, uh, amen. It, it just means that you need some resurrection power. Jesus rose from the grave. Some Christians can't make their way to church. The world needs a powerful church in these times, not a powerless. I want to talk about this tonight and set the tone for this week. Because I believe our theme is getting back to God. When I talk about getting back to God, I talk about getting back to God who is all powerful. Who still is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. There's nothing neutral about God, nothing powerless about God. There is nothing broke that God cannot fix. Nothing dead that God cannot come alive or make alive. Nothing barren that cannot be revived. So we need to come firstly presenting ourselves. And, and that doesn't mean you need to crawl back to God. Doesn't mean that you need to pay penance. You just have to show up and allow God to do the rest. Are you listening? Some of you have been in a vacuum too long. You've been in a coma too long. Too many have become like the chosen frozen, literally. <laughs> we need to get on fire again. I said the church of Jesus has to get on fire again. Sunday services cannot just be a praise, a hop, a skip, a dance, a hymn and a her. It should be a place where the resurrection power of Jesus shows up and where the power of Satan is broken, where burdens are removed and yokes destroyed. Oh, come on, can I have somebody give the Lord a praise here today in Jesus' Name. You know, when you, when you, I don't watch a lot of social media, but there's a lot of things that say a lot of, a lot of people who say a lot of things on social media. 
And if you believe to every everything people say, then um, there's a lot of confusion out there, even among ministers. So let's just do Bible. Let's stay with the Bible. Let's understand the reason why Jesus has not come back is because the harvest, the number of the Gentiles have not been fulfilled. That means there's still a job to do. So we thank God we're already on negotiating with many stadiums. Pray for us. I won't say too much all over South Africa. We are resurrecting our harvest events this year. Hallelujah. And uh, we are going to see bigger crowds than ever. More people saved than ever. I believe this year we are going to see more people saved than we would have seen saved in the last two years. Can I have an amen today? Because God says, I will hasten my words. Oh, come on, it's comeback time. Oh, come on, it's comeback time. Everything you lost, God is going to restore. He's the God of the breakthrough. And this is not false hope. After tonight, if you still say this is false hope, then I'll tell you something, your God is not alive. But my God is alive. The grave is empty. God's not dead. He's, he is alive. Jesus Christ is alive. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is alive. Oh, listen to me. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is alive tonight. And that means His power is still available on planet Earth today. But we have so intellectualized God. And there's so much fancy talk in the church. So many gimmicks that there is no power. It's like the church has become a fan club of some preachers. And some people pray or play to the appetite of their audience. So let's set the tone and understand how 2022 will be a year for, for, for the glory of God. As I, if, as I said this morning, if you're gonna write anything on a wall anywhere, then you say, for the glory of God, whatever you face, whatever you're gonna do, it's going to be for the glory of God. You're going to win that battle for the glory of God. You're going to see dead things come back to life for the glory of God. You're going to see your husband saved for the glory of God. You're going to bounce back for the glory of God. You're going to build that church for the glory of God, not your glory, for the glory of God. You're going to go higher for the glory of God. Come on. Because God is not glorified by your defeat. God is not glorified by your bondage. God is not glorified by your sickness. God is not glorified by your poverty. God is not glorified by your failure. God is glorified through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ manifesting in your life. Come on. I hope some of you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. I hope some of you have had enough of Satan playing on your turf. I hope some of you have had enough of being bound by the things that bound you before that you will make this year a year of God's power and you will walk in freedom and taste victory for the glory of God in Jesus' Name. Amen. I'll tell you, God spoke to me in December. There's one thing I am going to be very determined and that is to set people free, spirit, soul and body. Not allowing any addiction, burden, bondage, sickness, disease. Not allowing you to go back to the things that God delivered you from. Say freedom. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1, the Bible says, And I, brethren, all talking, the greatest apostle, when I came did not come with excellency of speech or wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, the gospel of Christ. For I determined not to know anything among you except... Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, 
in much trembling. You know, people ask me, do you still get nervous before you preach? You better believe it. Not because I get nervous to talk to you. But I get nervous to say what God wants me to say because I know every word I say, I'll give account. I stand and every time before I walk on this platform, I say, God, I want you to be well pleased. I want Jesus to be glorified. I want people to be impressed with you and your power. So listen what Paul says. By the way, Paul is a very intellectual person. Paul studied under Gamaliel. Paul is a Pharisee of the Pharisees. If there was anybody who knew the Lord was Paul. If, if, if there was anybody who could be a silver-tongued orator, it was Paul. But sometimes people preach so much fancy things and use such fancy language to impress people that nobody actually understands the word they say. As a matter of fact, Paul lowered himself and I'll show you why. Didn't try and impress people because if you're more impressed with a preacher than you are with Jesus, you're in trouble. If you look toward the preacher for your deliverance more than Jesus, you are in trouble because the preacher is not the way. The preacher shows the way. The preacher is not the truth. The preacher shows the truth. Come on. There is one person who is the way, the truth and the life and His name is Jesus and He's the only name that is worthy to be exalted and to be glorified. And I'll tell you where the name of Jesus is elevated above everybody else, you will see the glory of God show up. Come on, if you love Jesus, jump to your feet and give Him a radical praise for a moment. Now listen, it's not what you hear on television, especially coming from America. And I know we are in America tonight and I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm not a 20 year old trying to impress people any longer. I've learned. Your skinny jean will not change the lives of people. You can be so cool, the Coke can can freeze when you walk past. It's not gonna change people's lives. You can glow in the dark. You can levitate. You can walk on water. You can walk on the air held by a broomstick. It's not going to change anybody. It's going to deceive those who are open for deception. But those who love the truth will never be deceived. A lot of people being deceived by a lot of things. A lot of fancy Rhetoric, rubbish, things that have nothing to do with the Gospel of Christ and with what Jesus came to do. In some places we talk more about the devil than we talk about Jesus. Oh my brother, we better talk about Jesus, amen. We better lift up Jesus Christ because that's what the poor the Apostle Paul says. He says, I determined to know nothing. Listen, I determined to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive or enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Somebody say power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom, the eloquence of man, 
but in the power of God. Kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. We need to become a charismatic church again. Listen, because of false preachers and gimmicks, there are many ministers that have moved away from the power of God, from the real power. Because of the power of God made a public spectacle, many people have turned away. But we don't turn away from the power. We walk in the power of God, amen. Because the church of Jesus Christ should be the most powerful place in the city. The church of Jesus Christ is the place where burdens should be removed, yokes should be destroyed, and where every work of Satan is destroyed. The Bible says it was for this purpose that the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Listen, the works of the devil is going to be destroyed in your life this year in the Name of Jesus. God is gonna annihilate, obliterate the works of Satan, every curse, every spell, every incantation, the works of witchcraft, whatever people have cursed you with will be broken over your life because God's power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is going to break the hold of Satan over you. Shout Amen in the Name of Jesus Christ. But now when we talk about power, we are not going to see God's power where Jesus is not the centre. We'll see an imitation. We'll see a fake. We'll see a form, but not the real thing. Because people will be delivered today and then they'll have to be delivered again next week. Listen, when God touches you, He sets you free. When God touches you once, it is enough in the Name of Jesus Christ. You don't have to run every week for somebody to give you a word. Because my Bible says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. This um, pandemic in many people's minds have reduced God to someone that is powerless and the church to something that is not needed. Not understanding that the church is the very dwelling place of God in the earth. The church, you, me, together. 1 Corinthians, the Bible talks about Individually, you are the body of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 6, he says, you are corporately the body of Christ. And then in Second Corinthians or in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, you are being built up a dwelling place for God by His Spirit. Now that means when God shows up, what shows up? Power. When God shows up, power shows up. Resurrection power shows up. That means when we come to church, we have to come with an expectation and we have to look for the power of God to deliver our friends, to set our children free, to heal our marriages, to heal sick bodies, to break addictions. I think for too long, too many in the church have just accepted their challenge as part of their life. And I'm telling you, it's not God's will for you. God wants you free from that depression. God wants you free from that uh, uh, anger. God wants you free from that resentment. Oh, come on, somebody in the Name of Jesus. Maybe your praise tonight is what is gonna activate the Spirit of God to set you free and to deliver you in the Name of Jesus Christ. 
Maybe your praise tonight will break that addiction over your life in Jesus' Name. Because you're not living there any longer. Because His resurrection power is available for you. You know, I've learned in the early years in Bloomingdale that, um, you know, when that church started, <laughs> it was very funny because wherever I've been, people said, Ooh, this was the devil's headquarters. You know, Nabal Hill, where all the witches went. When I was in Lady Brand, there was a mountain where all the witches were and they turned into owls and flew and cursed, etc., etc. I can tell you many stories. I don't talk about these things because I don't have to glorify the devil. I talk about Jesus Christ. I don't have to talk about the works of Satan. When the devil shows up, I deal with him. I don't have to glorify him, okay? I talk about Jesus and the devil is defeated. His power is broken. The devil shows up, I deal with him. But in Lesotho, I used to preach there and the witches would come to curse me and they'd get saved. <laughs> when I did mission work in, in, in Botswana, the witch doctors and the medicine men and the Zangomas, whatever you call them in Botswana, they used to come to the meetings to curse me. And I didn't know what was going on. All I did was preach Jesus. And as, as I preached Jesus, they were delivered, they were healed. In the one village, there was a, a witch because there's always a price for power if it's not the power that comes from Jesus Christ Himself. So this person had a hunchback, a witch, and came every night to curse the meetings. And the more she cursed, <laughs> the more people came until the whole village came. And one night she came and her hump was gone, 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 gone. That night she was lying in a little bungalow and a, a light shone into a bungalow and a voice said from heaven, these are the servants of the Most High God, hear them. And she did. And that whole village turned to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't care how powerful you think that Sangoma is, that witch doctor is. I wanna tell you that His resurrection power is much greater if we will glorify Jesus Christ and allow Jesus to show up in power in our churches. You are gonna see the mockers and the scoffers and the backsliders and the chief sinners and the Satanists and the, and the devil worshippers are going to come to Jesus Christ. Same thing when I started in Bloemfontein. It was so funny because the staff always got concerned. I never was because I never doubted who I am and I never doubted what I had and I never doubted who He was. So I wasn't afraid of the devil. I'm still not afraid of the devil. I don't say go play on Satan's stuff, but of course, a curse causeless cannot come. So yeah, they came. <laughs> and I always used to sing, think about that song. She's a long-legged woman dressed in black. Dressed in black, dressed in black, dressed in black, black, black. Okay, young people don't know this song at all. But in any case, she's a long-legged woman dressed in, and they all came. Dressed in black, dressed in black, dressed in black, black, black. And they would sit there and go, and, 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 and speak their curses. And while I'm preaching, it's like. Listen, easy Afrikaans if you have better English. Is Gilles what so many devil behaviors? The Bible says one day when we see him and he's exposed to the nations, people are going to say, Is this the one? <laughs> 
this the one? Because we don't know what we have, we give him the power. But Jesus defeated him. Jesus stripped him of all power. Jesus defeated him in the corridors of hell. Jesus rose from the grave. Come on. Jesus defeated every devil and every demon. And He gave us power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. Resurrection power. CRC, that's what we're going to pray God for. For this week, God's going to baptize you in fresh fire, in the power. And you are going to demonstrate the works of God in the university. You're not going to wait for a Sunday in the supermarket, in the queue. You are going to walk in the power of God. You're going to lay your hand upon yourself and you're just going to have a glory, hallelujah time in the presence of God because God lives in you. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives on the inside of you. Oh, come on. Somebody shout power. Say it, power. Say it again, power. One of the greatest deceptions is to stop you from knowing what you have. So I want to go back to Ephesians chapter 1, jumping a little bit for time's sake. And I want to read this passage again that Paul prays for the church, for you. I mean, some of you have so little power, you can't get out of bed. You can't say no to chocolate cake. <laughs> Let's just stay there. You're alone on a Friday. You know you can be alone, but you don't have to be lonely. Big difference. Huh? You don't on a Friday night have your friend SMS you and say, Hey! Let's go to the club. And you say, okay, jellyfish. Where's your backbone? When you, we put you through the x-ray machine, what are we gonna find? A spine? You wanna see God move, but you have no power. You wanna see God move in your life. You wanna see God save your family, but you have no respect for the power that Jesus gave you. You have no respect for the greatest treasure. So you rather, and, I, and I'm not criticizing this, I understand that your pathway to healing, and as I've said many times, I honor the medical profession. Can we give them a big hand clap? All doctors, all physicians, we thank God for them. You know, when I preach, I don't want to say I preach a balanced gospel, but I do believe that when it comes to physical healing, emotional healing, um, there's a pathway. Sometimes it's a miracle. Sometimes it's by faith. Sometimes it's the Word. Sometimes it's a diet. Sometimes it's medication. Whatever it is. Don't sit there and look at me in that tone of voice. Because if you don't believe it, break your glasses now and never go to the dentist again. So we thank God for miracles and miracles are there when there's nothing else we can do. We don't live by miracles, although God is a miracle worker. But if all else fails, you better know that there is power to deliver you. I said you better know there is power to deliver you. Resurrection power in the Name of Jesus Christ. I 
mean, it's like people criticize those who go to doctors, but then they had their teeth done. So, I mean, what are you talking about? Preach the full counsel of God. Amen. If you look at Jesus, He healed people differently. Hezekiah go put fig leaves on. Naaman go dip in the Jordan. Man born blind go wash in the pool of Siloam. So when we want to see, and I'll get into it next Sunday or this week, when you want to see the power of God released in your life, you have to pray for it. We're going to talk about waiting, tarrying, tarry, T-A-R-R-Y, an art that the modern day church have lost completely. Nobody wants to tarry for power. Everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants an instant injection of God's power. And you talk to young people about tarrying and waiting. They look at you like you're talking Spanish. And if you're Spanish, like you're talking um, Zulu. It's like the church have lost the art to tarry and wait to press in. Listen. That is why there's a young generation of preachers that can put the fanciest sentences together and they impress people, but their crowds remain carnal because there is no power because the preacher never was endued with power from on high that only comes one way. You have to hunger for it. You have to seek it. You have to press in for it. It's not old fashioned. I heard somebody say, a young preacher, they said, don't be like Ad Bosov and Don Phillips. We're old fashioned preachers. Things are different for the modern day preacher. <laughs> so you mean the early church had to tarry? 2,000 years later, I had to tarry. And you are 20 years younger than me and you're just gonna walk in because you missed a big deal. You're not gonna last, man. Your tweets and your fancy and your copycat of somebody else is not gonna last because when everything else is stripped away from you, you better know how to show and demonstrate the power of God. You better know that you have a mantle and you better be able to take that mantle and part the waters of opposition, even when you stand alone by yourself in Jesus' Name. And that doesn't come cheap, my brother. It doesn't come cheap. It doesn't come cheap. Come by Stellenbosch, come by Brambos. How many minutes? Hello.
We just don't want to put time aside. And I'm going to talk about this. And you will see young people, because there's a young generation that's being birthed and that has to be rebirthed, that cannot be part of this new age system of just having fancy speech, impressive, persuasive words, causing people to foot tap and dance because they know how to stir up the emotion. But people come dead and they leave dead because they're not touched by power. Now, you can't give what you don't have. You don't become a doctor instantly. You don't become a specialist instantly. And my brother and my sister, you're not gonna carry the power of God without hungering for the power of God. I didn't say you cannot be saved. I didn't say you cannot speak in tongues. I said you are not gonna walk in the dimension of God's power if you do not hunger and you do not press in. And I pray to God this week, you will press in. That your hunger for God will be greater than your hunger for your addiction and your hunger for the opinions of people, etc., etc., that you will just put this week aside and you will just lay it all on the altar and you will tarry, as Jesus said to the disciples. Now, I'm a, I, I understand we receive everything by faith, but I mean, that message has gone to the extravagant where people just, in the name of Jesus, quickly, just rush people through an experience, an encounter, which should reshape your life and fill you with power. And we call that the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Most of the church, not criticizing, have no power because it's an instant little quick fix. Just, okay, lift your hands, be filled, speak in tongues, and the person walks away and they've received nothing. There's one thing I refuse to do, it's to play the system. Because I know where it's ending. You make people dependent on yourself, when you are gone, they're lost. You take people out of the local church, you take their spirituality away from them. The local church is God's plan. The church is what Jesus came to establish. The church is the Zion of the New Testament. We have people all over the world that relate to us online and we tell all of them, whatever nation you are in, go to a local church. People from other towns, we say go to a local church. We don't make them our members online because we know they will be deficient. It's selfish. Every believer must be planted in a local church. Are you listening? Oh, you can have many teachers, but you need a pastor. Come on, give the Lord a praise for your pastor. If it's not me, then go back to your church. We, uh, I met with some key leaders this last week and during this lockdown, sadly, many people have departed from the faith. I'm not, a, I'm not negative. I'll fight it. 
because many ministers were in a coma and I'm not criticizing them, but they were asleep like Saul under the pomegranate trees and we had to fight. And those of us who fought were attacked by our very brothers. And the result of that now is that Christianity has declined rapidly. I don't want to give you statistics, but from where it was 87%, we're under 80%, 80% because of the lockdown. And you want to tell me that sitting at home is a God thing? Wake up. Wise guy. And some of my friends that work in parts of this country say how many of the believers return to Sangomas because they needed power. Because churches were shut down and because the, the, the culture of Africa is a spiritual culture. So many people are entangled again in the very things that God delivered them from for power. A well-known artist who got saved and had many threats on her life um, and came out of these very things, went back for power. If you sell out to the devil, there's a price. There's an exchange. I want to get into it. One of our members, now these things are deep and real, but you have to understand it. His father's great minister and his father to receive more power was at the point to sacrifice him. True story. He's in our church. His father's got a big church in South Africa and he left and he's now in our church because the price his dad had to pay was the life of his son to have more power to operate in a dimension of the supernatural which is not authentic and real, which is an imitation. That's why Jesus says many will come in that day and say, Lord, we've cast out demons in Your name. We've done this. He says, I, will, I, do, I know You're not. Depart from me, You workers of lawlessness. Because He was never their Christ and their Lord. Not everybody that uses the name of Jesus is sent by Jesus. Make a covenant with the devil. Can you imagine that? A covenant. I had a word of knowledge this morning, a businessman that went to a wherever and placed a curse on another businessman for his business to be blessed. Now there's a price, my brother. You're going to have to repent from that. You're going to have to go and, 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 and undo the very works that you have done. Otherwise, that curse is going to come and visit you or visit your children or visit your children's children. You don't want to dabble in the works of darkness for power. I can tell you many stories that is, and I don't because it doesn't build your faith. It gets your mind into a super spiritual mode. 
Like even I wanted to talk about the end times now and talk about many things. And I thought, no, it's not going to benefit you because you better get on with your life and you better uh, recover your child and you better uh, get your world saved and you better be a good South African and you better get busy with Luke 4, 18 and 19. You don't need knowledge, you need power in the Name of Jesus Christ to bring life to this world that is suffering in Jesus' Name. So Ephesians 1 verse 15, Paul the Apostle prays, he says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now listen, you need to see Jesus for who He is. Not the watered down Jesus. Not the weight, the, the, the white, underweight Jesus with a white robe and a few butterflies and a little lamb under His arm. You need to see Him for He who He is. The resurrection and the life. The one who's dead but is alive. His eyes are as a flame of fire. His countenance as the brightness of the sun. The one who will rule the nations with a rod of iron. The one who said, I was alive, I was dead, but I'm alive. And I have the keys of hell and death. He is the risen Christ. And He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's both Lord and Saviour. He's a mighty God. Shout Amen and give Him a praise all over South Africa. In Jesus' Name, come on. We don't need a Jesus plus. I said we don't need a Jesus plus. I don't know if I should say this because you know if I say it, I don't know if I should say it, you know I'm going to say it. Let me think. <laughs> If any man be in Christ, let me say that. He's a new creature. If any man be in Christ, yellow, pink, black, orange. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And he's a partaker of the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So. We don't serve a black Jesus or a white Jesus or a yellow Jesus. We don't get stuck in colonialism that when they wrote the Bible, the King James Bible and all the pictures was of a white Jesus that we still get stuck there and we're offended by those pictures. Because we know He wasn't white. But He's a spirit. He's a glorified, resurrected Saviour. Hallelujah. God is a Spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. And not get tripped up by your culture. And as good, listen, listen, there it comes. As good, don't fall out of your chair, let me finish. As good as the black consciousness movement was, it's not a place you can stay at. Why was it needed? 
Because apartheid so stripped people of their dignity and their identity and so put inferiority in people based on skin pigmentation that there had to be a black consciousness to say, hey, I'm not inferior. Hey, I'm black and I'm beautiful. Hey, I am made exactly who God made me to be. Hey, I have a future and I have a hope in the Name of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? But that should not segregate you and separate you from somebody with a different skin pigmentation. That's where we miss it. There are movements that come, seasons that come for God to bring healing. But then we make it a doctrine and we go into error. I say this to people all the time, part of your healing is to sit with somebody of a different culture because a lot of you young people, you have no, you don't understand yesterday. And, 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 and you know, I said this to one of the most famous actors who's now joining the church in Johannesburg, uh, a real big, big, big name in South Africa, fantastic person. And I, I said this to him because he's got this interesting play he wants to do. And on television, I said to him, this is gonna be brilliant because we need to use satire and we need to, we need to use some humor to tell the story of yesterday because young people don't know the story of yesterday. It's like we are adjusting that chapter is closed, but there's still a lot of things that have to be dealt with so that we can actually understand the pain, not camp there, but so that we can go forward as a nation. So you don't always get caught up in a slogan, in a two letter or a three letter or a four letter or a five letter word that the world throws out there and you lose your power in Christ. And I said this to him, listen, when we started the church in Bloemfontein, me being an Afrikaner, which by the way means Africana. <laughs> I mean, you can say, hey, Whitey, you're not an African. Excuse me, I'm more African than you. And do with it what you want to. Africa is in my blood and I'm absolutely not going anywhere. Thank you, thank you. Every time I travel to Europe and America and I get back to Africa, I say, this is my land. This is my people. These are my people. Hallelujah, this is my land. Not the white people, but all the people of South Africa in the Name of Jesus. And we, when I talk about the resurrection power of God, I'm not just talking about signs, wonders and miracles, although we're gonna see that again. I'm talking about the love walk. The greatest power is God's love, amen. And when we started that church and I, I, I said to that lily white congregation, I said, ah, ah, ah. No, no, 1993. I said, this is not how we're gonna have this church. Everybody is welcome. Everybody is gonna come and people came. In those years, 3-2 Battalion was disbanded. Many of you don't know what that is, go find out. And APLA, the military wing of the ANC, uh, or APLA of, 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 of uh, uh, the PAC, and Nkontu and Siswe of the ANC, etc. There they all were. And yeah, they all come to church under one roof. That time only a 4,000 seater before we expand it to now six and a half thousand seats. And here I am standing preaching and people are coming. Luister. So Afrikaans, soos hulle kom, soos baie van julle wat die vanaan sit. So Engels, soos wat hulle kom. English, Afrikaans, Nkontoon, Siswe. And the atmosphere was electric. Because people were looking at one another and thinking, 
those white people. And the white people were thinking, those black people. And I saw God move. I saw the power of God. Every time I gave an altar call, people would come and I would see the hatred taken out of the hearts of people. I would see God reconcile people. I would see old people stand at the same altar that fought one another during the war, the 26th war, year war that we fought in South Africa, the border war. And I saw those people hug one another, love one another. I saw God demolish the animosity and the hatred and the bitterness. And I saw that the church of Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. The church of Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. The church of Jesus Christ is the middle ground. So don't talk to me about signs, wonders and miracles and you are all exclusive and you keep black people out or white people out or you keep poor people out or you keep rich people out. You better be a church where God can show up and everybody is welcome from the drug dealer to the president, from the pauper to the CEO of the company where everybody can come and encounter the love of God. That is how we are going to change our world. So when we talk about resurrection power, it is the power that raised Jesus from the grave to save this world. I don't know why people always focus on the physical miracles while the most important miracle is the spiritual one. Because Jesus performed so many miracles that the Bible says, were they recorded, the world would not contain them. But it changed nothing. I say it changed nothing. So when we talk about the power of God, we know that they are going to be the miraculous. We know physical bodies are going to be healed. We know and we believe God for that. But that's not the focus. The focus is spiritual transformation. The focus is saving a nation. The focus is breaking the yoke and the curse of poverty over a generation and over South Africa. I need you now all over South Africa. If you believe we can eradicate poverty, the greatest miracle that you will stand to your feet and give the Lord a praise for a breakthrough for the people of South Africa in the Name of Jesus Christ. I mean, I prayed for a guy who was shot 39 years in a wheelchair. Prayed for him, God healed him. Six months later, he backslid. 39 years in a wheelchair. When those people came to Jesus, He said, you're not coming for the miracles because they won't change you. If you need a miracle, God says, I'm a miracle worker. But the church is a place of reconciliation. The church is the place where the gospel of Jesus Christ must be preached. When the gospel is preached, the signs and wonders will happen automatically, the Lord working with them, with the gospel. He says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. I'll be closed now. Ephesians 1 verse 19, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that sleepy Joe would wake up. (laughs) 
Well, I never said Joe who. <laughs> that you may know what is the hope of His calling. That you know you were destined for this hour. You have a sense of purpose. You are called. You are chosen. You have that sense that harnesses you. I mean, people inevitably that don't have purpose on the inside implode because they become selfish and self-centered. That you may know what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. I mean, people still debate what Jesus did. He did it all. He paid the price. He broke the curse. He's not glorified if you have lack tonight. You don't have to pray, God, is it your will to bless me? Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. Read your Bible. Stop reading the Heiskenuah. Excuse me. Edit that. Stop reading the you. I mean, edit that. Stop reading the bully. <laughs> it's all bully now. Jesus, help us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> you know, some of you young people, you're so young. I've done this for 35 years. You have no clue where we've come from, zero. And then you walk in here with a little opinion. Um, when revival broke out, I mean, now it's, it's normal. Every Dutch Reformed church has a band. And the very ones who criticized us are now doing what we did. That's the funniest thing. The very people who criticized us for fighting for the church last year are violating every regulation this year. That's funny. Selective memories. But God's not asleep, is He? So we at the university in Bloemfontein do a whole thesis on the church all the doctors and the professors and the synod, and they sent, <laughs> they used to come to the church then it's like, uh, uh, you could see them walk in groups and groups and groups of duomenes and reverence and I love them all, God bless you, all of you. Some of my best friends are, are Dutch Reform ministers. So I'm not in a camp per se, but I will not compromise on the power of God because that's what charismatic means. It means the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It means that God is still working today. We don't got to compromise on it for the sake of um, doctrinal unity. The Bible says endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, not the unity of doctrine. So, I mean, God was moving like He is going to now because all Holy Ghost protocols observed. <laughs> Holy Ghost protocols observed, all protocol observed in the coming days and weeks. Holy Ghost protocols observed. And you know, standards, so I can't say it in English. Forgive me. That doesn't make me a racist. In the series, not the Heilige Geest, not the Sokke Geest. Okay, I get the other socky gears as a doyer gears. Okay, hallelujah. 
Ek het eerder een sokkie geest as een dooie geest. Eerder een, een, een bykie lewe. Lewe in Christus. Hy my life in Christ. You are not going to be set free in a, in a stiff environment. Look, I'm Afrikaans. I'm trying my best to, to, get, to get the right English words to assimilate them. You're not going to get liberated in a conservative environment. Still the kerk. Ha, ha, ha. You're not going <laughs> to... You're not going to be liberated in a, in a religious environment. In a cold. In a lukewarm. In a clock-watching environment. I, 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 was, I was in Lady Brown and I met with the ministers. Blunt and I tried the same thing. And let me say try because I did my best. And people laid hands on me every week to tone me down. You know, it's like when the Holy Ghost fire shows up, there's always a lot of people with wet blankets running around to put out the fire. And normally it's the learned people in the congregation. Okay? Pastor, you have to just be careful here now. Things are getting out of control. Out of whose control? Your control, brother. This is now getting God's order and God's control where God is shaking up things and saving people and delivering people. That's what we need on planet Earth. We need God's order, not man's order. Not a form of godliness denying the power thereof. We need God to show up. And He's more ready and willing than you will ever know. If you will come with hunger, you will give Him preeminence. Because He's attracted to a certain environment. People are hungry. People are desperate. People are willing to fast and pray as we are doing this week. Not to dictate to God, but to declare our hunger and our desperation. So I need to close, he says. I don't need to close, but I want to close so we can move on. Verse 19 is the key. Well, they're all keys. He says, and listen to this. He says, I pray that God will give you the revelation of what is the exceeding greatness. Listen, exceeding, exceeding greatness. Not just get by power, not a little power. Exceeding, like exceedingly abundant. The exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. So what is He saying? He says, I pray that you may grasp, comprehend, understand that this power is available today. The same power is at hand. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave. The same power to deliver your situation. The same power to get you through your valley. The same power to get you out of your prison. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is available. So we, 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 we cannot be lulled into accepting God's second best. We have to get hungry. And that's the one song we sing. 
We resurrender, not just resurrender our lives, but resurrender our faith, our appetite, our desire, our desperation. Because how long are you going to live in your coma? How long are you going to choose to feel sorry for yourself? How long are you going to stay in that same place? When are you going to get hungry and be that woman with the issue of blood where you push through the crowd in the Name of Jesus Christ and you lose your dignity and you get yourself in the boat? Come on, God's talking to somebody here tonight. Do something in this place. Give God a shout in the Name of Jesus. Shake your leg, shake your body, move your head, lift your voice in the Name of Jesus. Oh, come on, shake that depression off of you. Give Him a shout of joy. Let that spirit of heaviness lift off of you. Give Him a shout of praise. Come on, Blue Fontaine, in the Name of Jesus, I bind every spirit that causes depression. I lift the yoke of depression in the Name of Jesus off many of you tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. Loose and free in Jesus' Name by the power that raised Jesus from the grave. Some of you have to praise Him. Some of you have to praise Him because you're going to sleep the first time tonight in many, many years. You are going to sleep like a baby. Those tormenting thoughts are leaving you right now in the Name of Jesus Christ. That restless spirit is leaving you right now in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you better praise Him. You better praise Him. Presence of God is touching you. You better work with God. You better praise Him. You better thank Him. You better take what God is saying tonight in Jesus' Name. You better step out of your grave tonight. Step out of your tomb tonight. Step out by faith in the Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Staying no bound, not bound no more. 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 The shackles are breaking. The shackles are coming off in the name of Jesus Christ. The shackles are coming off. In the Name of Jesus Christ, bound no more in Jesus' Name. No more. The Bible says, I want to read it again. What is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us, towards me? Who believe? Who believe? This week you are going to be a believer. So Jesus said to Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God? And Lazarus was dead for four days. He said, did I not say if you will believe? Let go of your excuses. Let go of your neutrality. Let go of your apathy. And get desperate. And get real. Roll away the stone. The nursing, the cursing, the rehearsing of some trauma in your life. And believe. Because if there's not a spirit of belief, God will not work and cannot 
Bible says Jesus could do no mighty work because of the unbelief. Except that He healed a few minor ailments. I know that this week God is going to do incredible things in your life. I'm asking you for your sake that you will press in, that you will get hungry for yourself, not wait for your friend and say, hey, are we going to go to the prayer? Are we going? No, you make up your mind. If your child sits and sucks her thumb, you come to church. Listen, she can cover her own books. You can make your way to church in Jesus' name. You get yourself in the presence of God this week because this week I believe will set the tone for the rest of the year in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. The power He wrought in Christ, take your seat when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand of God in heavenly places. And you're in Christ. Far above all principality and power. So why do we care about the devil if we are seated above the devil and the works of the devil? Jesus didn't go around looking for devils. He dealt with devils when they showed up. You're concerned about what your ancestors did. That curse is broken. You're concerned about your genetics. You have a new gene pool in Christ. Although there are natural truths, we have to identify with that which is above, where we are, seated. In Christ, far above, not under the weather, far above, in the place of dominion, in the place of victory. And that is why Paul praised this prayer, because the church weren't living there. And still today, believers are not living there because they don't know what Jesus did. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they have. So they're constantly grappling around, looking for answers and solutions while it has all been given in the person of Jesus Christ. And when you receive Jesus Christ, you receive everything. You know, when you take your eyes of Jesus, inevitably you're gonna focus elsewhere. When you nurse your hurt, inevitably you've taken your eye off the healer of the broken heart. Listen. Because you say what Jesus did is not enough. My hurt is more real. I have to let it go. You carry it. Why? If He carried it 2,000 years ago, why do you choose to carry it? It will rob you of a life of victory. So when you believe that He did it all and you have a revelation of that power that is available, then your broken heart will be healed. Your captivity will be set free. You will walk in the liberty and the victory that Jesus already obtained for you. You don't want to run around looking for it from place to place. You will accept what He has done. Are you listening? 
Your hurt may be real, but what He did is more real. Your suffering may be real, but He suffered more than you will ever suffer so that you don't have to suffer, so that your broken heart can be healed. And that's where the power of the Gospel is. The betrayal is real, but He also was betrayed. It cost Him His life. Therefore, you can walk in forgiveness and you can walk in liberty and you walk in freedom. Listen again, I want to say it. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. I pray that there is a hunger in your heart for the freedom that Jesus came to obtain for you, your spirit, your soul, your body, every area of your life. Come on, if you believe it, if you are ready for it, if you are going to receive it, give God one more praise in Jesus' Name. Praise Him beyond your pain. Praise Him beyond your reason. Praise Him beyond your understanding. Praise Him beyond what people say. Praise Him beyond, oh, come on. Come on, lift your voice, lift your eyes, lift your heart. Praise Him to Him who holds the keys of life and death. Praise Him to Him that is the resurrection and the life. Praise Him to Him who says, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. 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 You will see the glory of God manifest in your life in the Name of Jesus. Shackles will be broken. Dry bones will come alive. Sick bodies will be healed. For the glory of God in the Name of Jesus Christ, God will prolong your days on the earth. God will lengthen your life. God will prolong your hours in the Name of Jesus for the glory of God. It's not time to run away. It's time to run back to God. It's not time to quit. It's time to get up in the Name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Oh, for the glory of God, it is not over. For the glory of God, your best days are ahead of you. For the glory of God, He is the resurrection. He is the life. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is life. He is light. Come on. In Jesus' Name, He is your freedom. He's alive tonight. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. I say Jesus is alive. It sounds simple, but the world has to hear it. The world has to know it. That He's alive. The answer is not in drugs. It's not another relationship. It's not more money. It's not more fame. It's not more power. The answer lies in Him. In Him was life and the life became the light of man. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. No one moving, please. If you're standing, please remain standing. If you see that, please, just no one move, except those involved in the service. The greatest miracle that can take place is when somebody gives their hearts to Jesus. So when you get right with God, and I believe it's a season, that song is a prophetic song where people have to re-surrender. Partial surrender is no surrender. Partial surrender is the life of defeat. He's not your judge, no matter what people prophesy, doom and gloom. Now He stands as your Saviour in a dispensation of grace and mercy. So all those beautiful people in Bloemfontein, the many thousands, there in Cape Town, in Potsdam, in Kimberley, Vintuk, Habarone, Johannesburg, all the many people watching social media. Listen, there are moments we have to push the pause button. 
and we have to do inner reflection and get back to God. Doesn't matter what you've done. You know, that prodigal son left his father's house and the father waited for him every day. Just imagine that. We read about the fatted calf that was prepared. You know, a fatted calf only lasts that long. I wonder how many times the father prepared a fatted calf. Because that prodigal son was gone for a long time. But the father was always ready. It's amazing. Story about God's mercy and grace, right? There was always a fatted calf for the son to return. Every day the father waited. I'm sure in the morning he woke up and he looked at the horizon. In the evening he stood up and he looked. Is my son coming home? The son had to come to his own senses. And that's something life has taught me in ministry. You can't force people to their senses. People have to come to their senses. They have to make sense about what is important. Not your friends. Not your family. You have to decide where you stand in relation to your Father who loves you. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. You're standing here tonight, you say, Pastor, I need a restart, a fresh start. I've never given my life to Jesus, but tonight I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender all. I want to serve God. I need a new beginning. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving. Forget people around you. There's a stirring in your heart. Daar in your heart praat God met jou. Daar voeling binnen jou. Jy weet God praat met jou vanavond. God roep jou om een nieuwe begin te hee. Genesis, een nieuwe begin. Uit die chaos van jou leven, sê God, skep ek iets niets van my glorie. From the very chaos, from the lowest place you may find yourself, I will create something beautiful if you come to me. Forget everybody in this place. In your heart, you know God's talking to you. You say, Pastor, that's me. I need a restart, a fresh start, a new beginning. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. God's talking to me. If that's you, quietly, wherever you are, raise your hand. Quickly, raise it up. Say yes, in Jesus' name. Slip it up all over this place. Raise it up. Up, 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 up. God bless you. Many hands. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Many hands all over this place. Raise it up. Raise it, raise it, raise it. A fresh start. A new beginning. A new beginning. What is the prophet of man who begins the whole world and loses himself? This is not a religion, it's a relationship. Come on. Last time before I pray, he's not on an auction, but listen. God's very patient and he's after you. He ran after Peter. Tonight he's coming for you. You've not yet raised your hand. Say, preacher, I hear you. Tonight, I need a new beginning. Come on, they're in Cape Town. They're in Port of Strum. They're in Port Elizabeth, Coberta, whatever. You come to Jesus tonight. You come home. You get right with God tonight. You get right with God tonight in Jesus' name. You've not yet raised your hand. Slip your hand up now. Say yes. Now in Jesus' name. Slip your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Jesus' name. God bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You know, one thing I learned when I was standard six, okay, I'm talking to people who don't know what standard six is. When I was in grade eight, I had friends in grade 12 and in the army. And guess what they did? 
they discipled me in the wrong ways. Drugs, alcohol, violence. They mentored me. Good old boys mentored me in sinful ways. Well, in the church, we need exactly the same. We need people to mentor us in the ways of God. Amen. So we can be strong disciples of Jesus Christ. So please, turn to my right, your left here in Pretoria and go with our pastors over there in Bluvenay. Turn to my left, your right and go with the pastors and all the other churches. Follow the pastors and the altar workers right now in Jesus' Name. God bless you, every beautiful person. I don't think, excuse me, you can just sit there. Somebody can sit with him right over there. Sit with him right over there. So, uh, we... The church is one generation away from failure. We cannot play. Battle stations, we need to get active committed, walk in the power of God, get our friends back to church, get our relatives back to church, get the young people back to church. I know the students are still gone, etc. but there's still a lot of people out there that need Jesus Christ. Let's get busy. Let's do the work of the ministry in Jesus' Name. When you get hungry for God, everything else takes second place. And if God doesn't have preeminence, in all things, you, 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 you're like a ship. You're not anchored. You're adrift. Just close your eyes and pray with me, please. Every person here tonight. It's an honor to lead you in this prayer. Say this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all to you. You surrendered your life that I may be forgiven. You died so I may live. I believe you rose from the grave and tonight you are the risen Christ. I accept you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive all my sin. Wash me in your blood. Give me the power tonight to live for you. Thank you for loving me and for accepting me and for giving me a brand new beginning. I receive your forgiveness. I forgive every person that sinned against me right now. As I receive your forgiveness, I forgive every person that sinned against me. I release them and I ask you, Father, save them, touch them, bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you that I have a future and a hope because of Jesus. Amen. And amen. And amen. Come on, CLC, let's give him a big, big, big praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.